0: Long. Way outside for the three. Go. He's got it. Let's go for it. So like two-handed flush from Brittany Griner. Swing out. they got to put him up. They don't use it. And yes! The Looper have done it!
1: Spades. Ah!
0: Season for Texas—they
1: finished 34 and 0, the number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their
0: first NCAA
1: championship. And becoming the first NCAA... Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas 24 Podcast on the day of Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing today? The uh, should be a national holiday, right after. After the Super Bowl, but how how are you holding up? And it's Valentine's Day. They should just made this a uh, national holiday.
0: That's very true. I'm I'm very much pro in favor uh, in favor of changing the Monday following the Super Bowl into a national holiday. Um, If they don't do that, at least make it on a Saturday, just so we have a day off. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm for either one of those, but preferably get an extra day off. Um, Yeah, and it's like you said, it's also Valentine's Day, which means we're gonna have a little theme uh for at the end of the show uh we got yes. we got a kind of a clashing of two worlds we have a valentine's day theme mixed with a uh, 50 cent <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you think of 50 cent you don't think of love i i think of love so he was hanging upside baby. down in the middle of the super bowl yeah i mean with with a bunch of dancers around him he was he was in love i'll tell you that Yep.
0: no he was <laughs> well i had to there were so many people that that, that didn't, they were like, why well, is 50 upside down? And I was like, is it, re-? like, I don't know, is it just me being old? Or like, do people not remember the, in the club video?
1: Stagemanship. I,
0: yeah, I, I, like, I mean, is he's he's up, I mean, I guess in in the video, he's like doing crunches upside down, but like, he's still upside down in the video. So like, I don't know, I was like, so it was weird
1: because- like- this is like 50's thing. This is like, oh, he's upside down. That's what he always... That's 50. That's like when well, you I mean, He was playing in the something.
0: club. He was playing in the club. And in the club music video, he's upside down. So like, I got what they were going for. It just looked weird because like, there's a bunch of dancers around him. And he's just, he's the only one upside down.
1: Uh, I mean, the cinematography was good because it was, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, went from Snoop, I think. And then it just yeah. scaled down and it was, he was upside down. And I was like,
0: the production was great. I that was mean, probably the man. best. Like that's two back-to-back was was weekend last year too right? weekend was last year yeah those two back-to-back uh really good productions you know like weekend had some audio issues i think last night's was just great overall but yeah. th- th- both of them were pretty really nice to look at at least
1: i, I usually i have very low bars for super bowl half times and so oh, i've same. enjoyed more i've enjoyed most of them like the bruno mars one in the past i loved like mm-hmm. all those ones so yeah, there's your uh, Super Bowl halftime breakdown on te- the Texas Twenty Four podcast. Uh, promise, we have plenty of basketball to get to, um, but we have to start with I think Baylor and Texas men. Yeah, and I, I don't even like the game is the game. Baylor won mm-hmm. eighty to sixty three. Uh, we've talked about Baylor and Texas a lot on this podcast, rightfully so. They're you know big names in Texas basketball. Um, for Texas, it just looked like another game where. And this was my kind of main takeaway for Texas before we get into the bigger picture is it feels like they can't really weather runs as well as Mm. I think I want them to. I think that came to that realization because as soon as they get, you know, get uh, their their opponent goes on one of those like crazy, like 12 to 12 runs, it doesn't Mm. feel like they can stop. It It feels like they have to keep you in front the entire game, Mm -hmm. like metaphorically speaking, they can't let you get out of hand like they have to keep you at like this our right, two-point game, two-point game, two-point game, two-point game. If it gets out of hand, it gets really out of hand. And so that's really my only Texas takeaway. Um, do you have you wanna do you have any over overarching takeaways from this one before we get into um
0: no? I, I think that's that's pretty much it. I think that they there's still a strict ceiling on this team. I really feel that. Um, I feel that despite the Kansas win, which I think is a good win, despite a win I think they could get. When Lubbock, uh, when when Texas Tech comes to town this week, um, I still feel like there's a strict ceiling on this team when it comes because of what you just said. Where Baylor went on one run, right? Yeah, because after Texas jumped out to an early lead, Baylor goes on one run and the game's over. Like literally, the game's over. And it was, it was basically like from like the after they go up. Baylor starts their run. And then like midway through the first half, it, you know, the run more or less ends and the game's basically done. You see they're up 15. And it's like, Oh, they're not coming back. And no. it, I think, I think that's right because they don't have one. They don't have the shooters to really get you back into a game by that. And two, if their defense isn't on point, which it wasn't yesterday. And you know, it's, it's been shown to be off in some games to where you need kind of an offensive run. Um, they just don't have they're not able to really put the clamps down on a game to where they could like slowly work their way back. Right. Like, like Baylor, Tech, they're not, I mean, Baylor's a good offensive team, but tech's not a great offensive team. But you've seen them clamp down a game to where they can inch back into a game offensively because they know, okay, they're gonna the the opposing team's gonna go blank for four minutes, right? We just know that. Um there are games that Texas has played where that just isn't the case. And when the defense is off, it, the defense is off. And I think that's been, that's been a concern. Um, But conversely for Baylor, I'm very much impressed with, if I'm, if I'm a Baylor fan, I'm very much encouraged that you still don't have LJ Cryer, a big part of your team and you go out and blow Texas out. I think this was James Akinjo getting back to his pre uh, uh, all big 12 self. Um, he played fantastic. I thought just kind of working the game around and like, really, you know, he finished with seven assists to only two turnovers. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I was very impressed that Baylor just came and just like decided this wasn't going to be a game pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Flagler goes four or five from three uh, Texas ends up shooting 31% from two and mm-hmm. six of 16 from three. Uh, really? I mean, they got to the free line 23 times, which kind of saved them in a bit, but Baylor just, like you said, a Kendrick wasn't, was in complete control of this game from start to finish i i loved that now if we get to the more sombering news jonathan chamachachwa is out for the year and when i saw that i mean i didn't obviously in real time it's like everyone's going down and you just see him go down and you're just like okay that doesn't look good and then they show the replay and i never want to see that replay again in my life right oh man that was bad really bad it's in my head still and so um yeah pr- really uh, hoping jonathan uh, is okay hope hope he can recover from this um i mean i'm sure he'll uh, you know fight and get back but yeah really bad really sombering injury there so he'll be out for the year i think i saw a report that said that mm-hmm. and what does that mean for baylor now moving forward i mean Flothamba thamba obviously is going to be the number one in primary center he played 30 minutes yesterday had a really good game 12 points 11 boards but, are, how does that change how we perceive Baylor? I, I don't know because I mean now you have to look
0: at obviously you mentioned Flo Thamba taking over a lot of those minutes, but I mean Jeremy Sochan probably so gonna be playing some of the five now. I mean they'll probably have Kendall Brown play some of the four a lot more, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because the the benefit Baylor's one of Baylor's strengths was those two guys in the front, right? To have you can throw Matthew Mayer, Mayer out there, maybe as a stretch for to start the game, but the fact that you know you're going to eventually go big is kind of a big, is, was especially in that front court is kind of a big deal. You can run out Meyer at the two and Kendall Brown at the three, and then the two towers up front. And so, you know, I I I do wonder uh, because both Fultamba and Jonathan Tomochawa kind of took big strides this year. We, you know, we talked about how they're not Mark Vital in the sense that they don't they don't give you the the exact versatility that he did, but I think for what they were doing this year, they took a big step forward in stepping up into kind of a more prominent role. And so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, Flo Thamba's not used to playing this much or probably as much as he's going to have to play, yeah. right? He's he's played 15 to 20 minutes and last night he played, or yesterday, uh, sorry, two days ago, he played 30. So, you know, is he is that going to be the, the solution for Scott Drew to be like, you know what? I've had two guys who are worth starting. I'm just going to stick with one of them for a long period of time.
1: Yeah. I, that's the whole thing is, can you stay out now? It's, can you stay out of foul trouble, which he did mm-hmm. yesterday, but foul trouble becomes a thing. Cause if he only, if there's a game where he can only play 15 to 20 minutes, mm-hmm. then where does this team go? Does it go to Matthew Meyer at the five? Does it go to like just a Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan lineup? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's not a ton of, flexibility now at the five position outside of thamba um i will say and i mean in my opinion i think matthew mayer has underachieved this year he's gonna have to like really step up mm-hmm. like they're very very different players obviously him and john uh, Ch- Ch- Chama Chachua, but i mean you're gonna have to get a different element of this team because now you can't be the same team that you were before him going down you're, the rotations change the minutes change the lineups change and i think matthew mayer is going to have to be the one that kind of changes things. I think Kendall Brown Mm -hmm. is kind of is what he is right now. He's a really good player that has an NBA ceiling, uh, NBA upside that's going to be gone after this year. And he's improved throughout the year, but I don't know if Kendall Brown is going to be able to take another step up. Like that's asking Mm -hmm. a lot. Matthew Meyer is the one that we look at right now. We're like, this guy could take a significant step up if he finds, finds comfort in his role moving forward. And that that's probably what I'm looking for, but it is going to have to be a team that relies more on its offense. Uh, I mean, in, in the future They right now, obviously we know they're a very balanced team. They're seventh in offense and 13th in defense. They're going to have to stay in that top seven, if not climb even higher on the offensive side of the ball, because um, it, there are going to be games where, I mean, Texas is Texas. Like they're not going to score over 70 on anybody, but like when they play Kansas or when they play a team in the NCAA tournament, that can score the ball. Like if they played Iowa or something like mm-hmm. that, you're going to have to just throw Matthew Meyer out there sometimes and just score with them for a bit. And that's kind of a different, it's a different aspect of this team that I'm interested to see. Cause I, even, we haven't seen that really 2020. They played defense a lot. 20 uh, last year. I mean, they, they were great offense, but the defense was still very good this year. I am a little bit more concerned.
0: Mm-hmm. One, one thing I do want to hit on, That I think is being, I think Jonathan, because of how they use their bigs, I think their scoring has has been a lot of, uh, has kind of been overlooked. Jonathan Thamba Chachwa shoots 67% from the floor, right? And I know that a lot of that's finishing, but that's really good finishing. Um, Granted, Flo Thamba shoots a good percentage, but it's still 52%, right? That's still a significant, when you have one of the best finishers in the country and you're going down to a pretty good finisher, that's a lot. Um, per point. forty, per forty, he's uh Jonathan. He's averaging sixteen points a game, right? And you go to somebody averaging closer to eleven points a game per forty.
1: So that's a, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. So like that's a lot of scoring production in those small amount of time that Jonathan Thomaschow would, uh, or not small, but like moderate amount of time that he plays. You're going from you know an efficient finisher to somebody who's not as quite efficient. That's again, it's not a huge drop off. You you know you'll you'll take that, but still something to kind of watch because he's been the beneficiary of a lot of those lobs and a lot of those finishes uh, in the paint.
1: That's, that's a really good point from the vertical standpoint yeah. of, you know, their pick and roll game or Kenjo driving the lane. I, I, I'm interested to see how that kind of shakes out and they're going to be tested on, on that side of the ball a bit with Texas tech, um, Oklahoma state, uh, Texas mm-hmm. and Iowa state as four of their last seven, six games. So Plenty of good defenses in the big 12. Um, I'm interested to see if they can continue to shake it out. And I don't even, where's, what's Kansas right now in the conference? They have two losses. Yeah. Nine and two. So there, yeah. Kansas is nine and two. Baylor's nine and three. That's kind of the the matchup that's going for the the top seed in the big, big 10 right now. Uh, and also in the big, tw- in the big 12, Texas tech comes back and I watched the first half of this game. Um, mm. uh, and so I watched when Texas Tech was losing, basically, yeah. Texas Tech and TCU. <laughs> Texas Tech storms back, uh, outscores TCU 28 to 7 to start the, the second half, and wins 82 to 69. This was another game where there was a substantial injury in Kevin McCuller. I yep. haven't read anything about him. Is, is he out, or do we know anything at the moment? I do not
0: know anything. I right Googled now last night.
1: I Googled around yeah. last night and I didn't see anything. So I didn't see anything from Carlos Silva.
0: He usually is, is it on was
1: it. it was a pretty bad ankle twist. Yeah. Like it was a pretty bad it was unfortunate. He shot like, basically a corner three. I think he made, I don't remember. And then stepped back and I think he stayed, stepped on Jamie Dixon's foot and just mm-hmm. that ankle was on the ground basically. And I was like, that's really bad. Yeah. So they but you know they did come back uh, and win the game without him and I think you look at Terrence Shannon and he's the guy that we've been like all right is Terrence Shannon gonna get back to like playing how he played last year is he gonna or even you know step up into a role that we expected him to and this might force him to if McCullough has to miss yeah. a couple games I we don't know but this might force him to and he had 23 points I'm sorry 20 points um on seven of not on six, yeah seven to nine shooting. Uh, so really strong performance from him. And we know this team can get hot and score the ball, but mm-hmm. you know, they, they shot five and nine from three yesterday. So they did more to their damage just in the paint where they shot or inside the arc where they shot 53.5%. Like yeah, TCU's defense got completely carved up in the second half. I don't know what to say. Cause in the first half I was like, okay, Mike miles looks really good. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're, they're battling, you know, I, I've become more impressed with TCU and then they, when I turned off, they erode. And <laughs> I'm sorry, TCU. I guess that's my fault.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, this obviously sucks for Tech, who was looking like they were finding a rhythm. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't the best rhythm on offense. Kind of, you know, they kind of taken a, a after that Texas win. They kind of looked a little lackluster in the past in the past couple of games, but eh, they they looked they looked like they were getting somewhere and. Now they kind of have to. I don't want to say reinvent themselves. That's that's the wrong way to put it. But yeah, it definitely is going to be like Terrence Shannon's going to probably have to be the guy that we kind of anticipated him being. You know, kind of the next up in line of of great tech wings. So um,
1: yeah, unfortunately, that's
0: fortunately they pulled out the win, but unfortunately they had to do it without uh, Kevin McCuller.
1: Yeah, um, they are now at eight and four on uh, on on the year in conference play. Mm-hmm. I still feel good about them. I'm not, I'm not concerned at the moment. We, we, we discussed them last podcast a bit, just with their offensive upside and their three-point shooting concerning us. And I th- still think that's a very, you know, um, acceptable concern to have. Mm-hmm. And now they have Baylor, Texas as their next two games here. So not going to be easy. Not going to be easy yep. at all. Uh, but we'll see how the Red Raiders do. Let me, let me I, see have, the, I didn't
0: see the second half splits for that game real quick.
1: Um, you mean just the, just the split, just the
0: overall, oh, I guess they don't have it on their site. Oh, oh, well. Um, cause I was curious. Cause like we talked about how, you know, tech's offense isn't great, but they have the defense to kind of, you know, slowly whittle themselves back in. that kind of, it, it kind was, of, rem- the first second half kind of looked like that. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. I wanted to see for, let me see TCU shot. Oh, forty-four 44% still not as no. Yeah. Yeah. Still not as bad as I, as I thought.
1: It looked like it looks like, and I didn't watch it again. They went on a twenty-eight to seven run in the to start, the second half, mm-hmm. and then it looked like TCU kind of stayed in it enough to where they didn't get blown out. Right. So, okay.
0: forty-four percent yeah, is not bad
1: um, from TCU. I thought it was a little bit
0: more, a little bit better. Anyway. All
1: right, we can roll through these uh, last three topics here. Mm-hmm. North Texas beat Rice sixty-seven to, to forty-four in two games this year. North Texas has held Rice. To 87 points in 80 minutes. Rice is scared to death of North Texas. Rice never wants to see North Texas. They don't want to see green. They hate the color green. (laughs) They 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 get all shook up whenever they it's Saint Patrick's Day. Like they have PTSD at this point. Rice Rice can't do anything against North Texas, and North Texas is a killing machine right now. And they are in a they're now two games ahead of UAB and La Tech. For number one in, in conference usa they jumped up in kinpom from 61 to now 48 like my goodness they they've never i don't remember i don't think they've ever been in the top 50 in kinpom before this is one of and here's a shameless plug like on the north texas side um mm-hmm. plugging another podcast on this podcast is that legal oh my goodness i, I, I don't know if no, it's fine that. but um <laughs>
0: If yeah, anyways, plug, and, if you want to John plug Fields. your joint,
1: I was about to say, you want to plug your joint with John I'll, Fields? I'll plug so I'll okay. John Fields. John Fields, Mean Green 24-7 writer. Check him out. Uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but, like, this might be the greatest North Texas team of the McCaslin era. I don't know, but this is incredible what they're doing right now. So I won't spend too much longer. Now the 27th-ranked defense in the country. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: That is, yeah. And,
1: like, they got that big UAB game. Um That's the big one. That that'll be huge. On that could, Saturday, I think FAU yeah. Thursday, and then and then UAB Saturday. Both those on the road. That'll decide if they can make, just split those two. Yeah, they'll win the conference.
0: I might try to make that La Tech game on the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. That'd be that's gonna be a fun one too.
1: You should definitely do that. Uh, pack the pit. All right, um, but yeah, shout out to North Texas, and not shout out to Rice for just <laughs> completely. <laughs> being terrified at, at, in houston, uh, in houston. Uh, regardless um texas state i have them written down here yeah i didn't watch it mm-hmm. they're now up to updating in conference so i feel like i have to mention them yes so you can talk about them
0: <laughs> so the, the way they're doing it is kind of interesting because they're not that great defensively this year um they're really they're actually a really efficient offense and i think that's a that's a version that that's kind of a wrinkle that TJ Johnson's brought because I think last year, the coaching change came very soon and very sudden to where I think a lot of Danny Casper's hard defensive principles stayed in, stayed the same because it was basically the coaching change happened like a month before the season started. So for the most part, it was, you know, that I think they're shifting to be an offensive oriented team. Now they're, I think they're just a dribble drive offense now. Um, because defensively they're 252nd in effective field goal percentage, right? But they're 34th in three-point percentage, they get to the um they get to the line a lot, they're 104 108th in effective field goal percentage, in which is top half of the country. Really, and those are numbers that I didn't used to used to associate with Texas State, you know, it was like good flowing offense, and you know, we've we've joked about their tempo and all that stuff, but like they run their offense very efficiently and if you watch them you'll hardly see a set where they're not running like a two or three man weave at the top of the key and it is interesting just to kind of see because i guess me when i especially when i covered the team like i just got so used to seeing like bad offense and similar like a lesser version of what texas is doing except not with the no middle definitely with a harder hedging defense i I think north texas is probably a a closer comparison to the style of play um and now like I was watching them play a little bit of Louisiana Monroe and I was like, okay, they're not hard hedging screens that much anymore. They'll hedge them, but like they're very soft and they'll get back really quickly. Um, and they kind of play, uh, they play aggressive on the perimeter, but it's definitely not as like, if watching Casper's teams, it was definitely like, oh, they're going to run laps if like they let somebody into the lane. Right. You, it definitely felt like that. Um, yeah. this was definitely like, they can score because we'll kind of get the ball back and we'll get a better shot. And so, um, I don't know. It's been very fascinating to watch TJ's kind of taken the team and definitely uh, uh, brought his own wrinkles. They still forced a lot of turnovers, which was something Casper's teams never did, which is I think was one of the big issues for them. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been
1: interesting. In conference play, there I, I just did the conference only filter on their kin Palm mm-hmm. number two in offensive efficiency, number two in effective field goal percentage, number one in three point percentage. Um, They don't take a lot of threes. They um, are 12th in three-point attempt rate, but still to be knocking them down the way they do, and we know they have some shooters, at least guys Mm -hmm. who can make open threes. I mean, that's five wins, six wins in a row for one, two, three, five wins in a row for this team with winnable games on the back end here. Arkansas State's going to be kind of tough, but that's at home. Little Rock's, what what happened to Little Rock? Little Rock used to be good. I I mean, post Chris Beard, man. (laughs)
0: That's what happens when happens when Post Chris Beard walks Chris away.
1: Beard. That's
0: what happens when Chris Beard walks away. They were good. God. They won a tournament. They beat Purdue. Post, how
1: long ago was that?
0: I mean, it was a while back, but it's been on the it's been on the downturn since Chris Beard left there. Like, it I, thought, like, I, was talk,
1: I was talking about like two years ago. I thought they were pretty good. Let's see. I mean, they've probably been pretty good, but like Chris Beard, yeah, they won twenty. Two games. years like, ago, they were 129th in Kemp Palm and they were 15 and 5 in conference. Well, look
0: at every year before that. That was
1: what that was like. One year, twenty one. Okay, but that's the then, year that was my prime. That's when I was thinking about them. And so, that was my prime. <laughs> yeah, but twenty sixteen with Chris yeah. Beard, they were.
0: That was the that was the one year rocking they, you know, people. That was, yeah, that was the most anyways, random team I ever saw. But but yeah, no, I I think Texas State has a legit chance to to go back and and win it. Um, they have they got two two huge home games coming up that they need to win. Um, Arkansas State and Little Rock, but. the the other weird thing is there's no other player on this team that's probably in for player of the year and like i'm looking at the rate like ken palm has like a nice race you know kind of like a tally of like the most valuable and like i don't disagree with any of them like i don't think like watching texas state this year you could say mason harrell usually but like he's not having a great statistical year It's, it's kind of okay um And so I think that's another interesting thing is like, it's definitely a lot more team oriented this year than it was last year, where it was Mason Harrell doing a lot. Um, I think Drew Druden's helped that being a backup point guard that they can trust. Um, And Caleb Asbury's uh, stepped up his production. Nigel Caesar has been really good in the post. So um, yeah, I don't know. They're getting it done differently. And I I just find that fascinating to watch because they were always so one note for so many years.
1: All right. Let's talk about the swag. Ken Palm Palm has the SWAC rated as the worst conference in the country. And I just want them to know that that is not right. Nope. Obviously they haven't watched it. I don't care about your rating system. Mm -hmm. Texas Southern though is back. Back in the driver's seat, baby. How many wins this in a row? Six wins in a row. Just be grambling by three Mm -hmm. at home. I mean, grambling. On a buzzer. Wasn't on a buzzer beater? Yeah. you're you're You're... Teaching me, you're teaching me. They beat Bethune <laughs> Cookman oh, no. by three. Not the most impressive wins here. Bethune Cookman's 329th in the country. Grambling's 299th. Texas Southern, for context, is 174.
0: Oh no, Grambling nearly made a half court shot at the buzzer. That's what it was.
1: Texas Southern's defense held up once again. Um, That's right. <laughs> the Fighting Johnny Jones is over there. Did their thing. Uh, but yeah, they're now nine and three in conference. It's the best. Record in conference, Southern's at eight and three, Alcorn's eight and four, Florida m eight and four. Uh, prairie views down there at five and five. You know, it's unfortunate for them. But Texas Southern number one defense in conference, kind of what we uh had hoped for at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one block percentage as well. Interesting. Uh, number three, and then the number three offense here, and nothing really stands out on the offensive I and mean, they're like fourth and fifth in like every category. That's how I'm mm-hmm. across it but yeah, credit to Texas Southern for hitting their stride and figuring it out. We were worried. We were like, are is there actually not going to be Texas Southern or Prairie View in the NCAA tournament? Right. <laughs> but here we are. Sorry, Southern. I mean, so yeah, I live heck. like 20, I live like 10 minutes away from Southern, but there you go. Sorry.
0: Do they uh, let me see. They got Southern coming up today.
1: Oh, Monday. Oh, today?
0: Yeah. So it's Texas Southern oh, versus it's at Southern. Texas. Man. I was Ooh. like, if it's at
1: Southern, I could have go to it.
0: Oh yeah, no, they
1: they got blown out when they went to Southern. So that'll be that's a that's a huge that's a huge game. That is a big game. All right, Texas Southern, come through for us one time, get it done. All yep. right, to women's basketball. This is uh well, let's start with Texas and o- Oklahoma because Texas, we came on this podcast last time and we were like, Oh, is Texas women's basketball like Like, they're good, but, like, how good are they? You know, they lost to Baylor twice. Then they come Mm -hmm. back and barely beat Tech. And then they played Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's been beating everybody. Oklahoma was the best team in the conference, pretty much, by record. uh, As far as record goes, them and Iowa State. And Texas took care of business. Won 78-63. And, I mean, Audrey Warren, 21. Shea Holly pitches in 10. That's always big. Joanne Allen-Taylor, 14. Lauren Ebo, 13. Liam Matharu only eight and Roy Harmon only six. This team continues to kind of evolve or devolve, I guess, however you look at it away from being Harmon and Matharu mm-hmm. to being, all right, we need everybody to score. And I think that could work. It's going to come down to their defense still to me. Sure. Sure. In the third quarter, they all scored them 27 to six. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what this team should be capable of. Capable of is holding team to six points and a quarter. But now they have Iowa State coming up next at home, as well. Um, I mean, if you, if they win that, because I just like hy- hypo. Hy- hypothesizing. Hypo. Hypoth- <laughs> See now we're hypothesizing. Hypothesizing, hypothesizing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we do words for a living. If we do words, yeah, too many words, too many words. Um, <laughs> I mean, if they win that, because Iowa State's at ten and two, that's gonna, that's gonna be the game. I don't think they win that game. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And that drops them to seven and six. And uh, Kansas State, like, there's a world in which Texas drops out of the top five in the Big Well, playoffs. I don't. Mm, I mean, they beat Can. They beat Iowa State.
0: They almost twenty. They almost. I think they beat Iowa State. They beat them on the road by eighteen. Okay, so they're gonna beat them again. Let me see. Lock was it that in. The game that, uh, Ooh, that was the game that Jones was out. Yeah, you're gonna lock Iowa that State. in. Uh, no, lock it in. Stay
1: with your chest. <laughs> right. Actually, Jones right. didn't play that game. Uh, uh you know what?
0: No, Texas wins. Yeah, stick with it. Let's go. There you go.
1: All right. Texas beats Iowa State. All right, you heard it here first. Um, you're one to know on predictions. I think. What
0: was the point? Hey, who's was my other lock? What was
1: my other lock? Well, we all said, we said Texas Tech was going to beat Texas and men. Right. There was one where we deferred on, and you got it right. Uh, you're, you're, and I, I don't remember. I can research that one. Yeah. That's all right. I'll, I'll <laughs> just ignore it since I got it wrong. So that's the good news. Um, but, yeah, big game for Texas there. Just wanted to check in on them. Always good to check in on Texas. And uh, in other news, Conference USA Women's Basketball. Oh, buddy is we we had disappointing might be like an understatement it's been yeah it's been pretty bad like if you just pull the standings yeah i did this yesterday so i'll do it i'll do it again north texas and utep we were like those two are going to be at the top of their division at the very least Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. those two are going to be the ones controlling the west like it's got to go through them rice is no longer a factor and rice is not a factor they're two and eight So Mm -hmm. don't worry about them. But if you pull up the standings and you just look at the West, there's seven teams in the West. Four of them are from Texas. Yeah. And all four of those teams are in the bottom four. Like they're the bottom four teams pretty much. I mean, North Texas is tied for third technically, but I don't care. I don't count it. You're fourth. So North Texas, six and six. UTEP is five and eight. Rice is two and eight and UTSA is two and ten. UTEP might be the most disappointing team in Texas, men or women. Honestly, yes. I thought they were going to win the conference. I thought so too.
0: And, and they're like the, five the, and eight. The, the worst part is like, they're not even like, none of the teams are even like, because you, you, there, there, there are so many teams where you're like, they're, they're all like, because uh, Texas Southern, right? They were down, uh, the men. Texas Southern, they were down in, in, the, in the SWAC race, but you saw, I was like, oh, okay, but their defense is actually pretty good, right? Like, you saw the numbers saying their defense. I don't see that like statistical golden nugget for like oh but like utep rebounds well and that's kind of it like they're often they lead the conference in offensive rebounds and um rebounding rate it's kind of it like that but that it like scoring their average defense or actually sorry sorry scoring they're not good defense they're not very good north texas their average offense uh, uh defending not very good they rebound fine UTSA, I mean, you know, whatever, but they have an excuse because yes. we weren't expecting them to be right, UTSA, UTSA. By the way, UTSA fifth in the conference in defensive field goal percentage. They are doing something distinctly pretty well, right? Yeah. That's but that's something that I would expect from a UTEP or a UNT to be like, "Oh, bad season, but they're doing blank well." UTSA, first of all, shout out Karen Aston because that yeah. shows how much of a, how good of a coach she is cuz this program was in the dumps and they're at least formidable now (laughs) they're not you know they still i think they their biggest loss they still was a 28 point loss to fiu but go look at last year's spreads compared to this year i'll take 11 3 13 as opposed to losing by 28 every week right so i'm gonna i'm gonna give a little bit of a kernel to utsa because we didn't expect anything from them and they're looking you know the record doesn't say anything but they're playing better rice again not didn't expect much Right. So it's not surprising that they're kind of in the dumps, but yeah, UT UNT and UTEP shame. That's bad. That's really shame.
1: bad. I mean, North Texas here, here's what, here's what North Texas will say is we've won four in a row. Well, congratulations. You beat rice twice. Uh, the UAB wins impressive. Sure. Give them that. Uh, so you beat rice twice and you beat UTSA as three of those four wins. Right. Any other game against solid competition here, you've lost. And so here we go. If you want to prove me wrong, you got FAU at home, UAB at home as your next two games, then at Southern Miss at La Tech. I mean, if you go three and one in that stretch, then then I'll I guess I can eat some words. But until that happens, North Texas and UTEP have been wholly disappointing. Shame. because yeah, we because we were like, I mean, like because we had SFA up
0: here. We were looking at like UTEP as like that number two group of five team. We was like, oh look, they're they're kind of right there. And it
1: remember when North Texas? Been. Remember when North Texas beat SMU by like forty, right? And I was like, oh, North Texas is is actually good. Like they're gonna yeah. go and do this thing, and then they just hit a wall. Like they had a COVID pause, but everybody in the world had a COVID pause, right? And I was about to say SMU is all of all teams knows <laughs> about a COVID pause. Like, I was like, out. I just I don't know. So yeah, yeah hopefully. They could turn around at some point because if all four come to the same, like that's like a sixth of our the teams we cover here. right? We can't have all four of them <laughs> right, just out. To, of them out. <laughs> if we can't cross all of them out here. Yeah. Meanwhile, in, in good group of
0: five basketball, I mean, UTA still looking great, nine and three in conference. I believe they're one game. My, out team. Of it's my team, one game team. out of first with team. Troy. Let's see. I think I think I mentioned that they don't play Troy again. I'm pretty sure. So, so. yeah, they don't. Yeah. So they got Coastal, Little Rock, and Arkansas State. So Little Rock will be a huge one because they're golly, this these these pauses are weird. Six and three, but they're technically in third. Uh to UTSA's or to UTA's nine and three. So uh yeah. But anyway, uh, uh UTA good, Texas State eight and four, right behind them. So
1: there you go. Shout out to Sunbelt. And last but not least, before we get to um hater love it uh i watched about 10 probably minutes total of smu and wichita state women Mm -hmm. and because we were like we got to talk about smu a little bit we don't we don't have to talk about smu i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all don't want me to talk about this game y'all don't want me to talk about this 58 (laughs) to 47 loss to wichita state i'm sorry
0: yeah we for weeks i was like back in january i was like oh man, Like guess I knew they were on this three-game win streak. I was like, okay, we got to talk about them. We had planned to talk about them when the men played Memphis, and we were planning to line up both to be like, okay, here we can talk about both teams. SMU women go on the COVID pause, and since the COVID pause, they've been kind they of They lost up three and down of five. The, yeah, they lost three of five. Um, one of them included this Wichita State loss, which Wichita State is not good. So That's it's kind Houston. of alarming. Um, Houston has been very disappointing, so that's another alarming loss. So yeah, it's it hasn't been great. Um I still want to give Toyo Wilson some credit cuz you know, this is such a weird year for them yeah. coming off of last year. Uh they're still second I think in the in the conference in uh, uh field goal percentage defense. So they are playing they're still 5 and 3 right. They're not like tanking or anything in, in the in the AAC, but I hope they're not <laughs> <What> <laughs> they're they're so tanking Ish. What are they tanking for? <laughs> <laughs> tanking for the draft pick. Um... last year was tanking right yeah um but so but yeah this is a little bit of a discouraging turn because it was looking like a pretty pretty damn cool story for a little bit and still is like i said five and three i'm trying to see what they're just disappointed because
1: wichita state's not good
0: right right Uh, memphis tulsa tulane houston temple coming up so not the toughest schedule so they could get back on track i think i think aside from tulane they're pretty much favored in those games so
1: yeah Mm. well we'll see We'll see SMU. Yeah. I'm pulling, we're pulling for you. We're pulling for yeah.
0: you. I know, right when I tell Bruni, hey, we're going to talk about SMU. And it's like, <laughs> they just
1: it's come like, out. Made me t- I turned on SMU, which State, and I was like. He's dude, like, we talk about this team. I don't know about this one-ish. <laughs> might have missed you with your evaluation. One, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it. Um, but, all right, it is February 14th-ish, and uh, we, we can talk, uh, we can do, we usually do a buy or sell segment. Mm-hmm. But I thought it, with the spirit of 50 cents, we do hate it or love it, so you know, cue the music up. If, if I end up finding some, I'm sure I do. Yeah, but cue the music. Uh, we both have two or three. Actually, I have. Well, I have four total. So, hmm. do you want to go first? We have. We're gonna go back and forth with our hot takes and debate them in like a PTI, I guess, style.
0: Okay. So you want me to go first?
1: Yes, I want you to go first.
0: Okay. <clears throat> hate it or love it.
1: Uh, you
0: can't even say okay. it. Sam Houston.
1: Do you have like a, a anything else above that? Like you're just Sam Houston so,
0: Sam Houston. Well, because they've been up and down since we kind of fell in love with them. Right. Sam Houston winning the WAC tournament. Hate it or love it?
1: Damn, I mean... It's gonna be that's a that's a tournament that's a really like that's not the that's not the south one anymore right um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I can't do it I can't do it I can't I gotta Ooh, hate it. you I hate can't it. do it
0: oh it. no
1: I, it. I can't do it I'm sorry to oh, it oh, back, I'm gonna continue to be I w- I really tried buying in and I am bought in to a degree but that's like that's too far they're not making the tournament you're caving. I can't do it. I can't do caving. it. Caving. Maybe saving non-believer. Are you? Are you buying? Are you? Hey, are you loving? I'm gonna see what we'll place. So,
0: okay, so they're in, they're in third now. Um, Seattle, New Mexico Stadium in front of them. They don't play them again. I'm gonna say they'll get third or fourth. Uh, what's that give them? If they get a top three seed, they get a bye to the quarters.
1: They still gotta win three games. Yeah, but that,
0: that, that's not nothing, man.
1: I mean, think about it this way. Think about it this. You get, a, you might think, get a team that's played two games in two days. Okay, but also you could get like Abilene Christian in the quarters, and then and then go and play Grand Canyon, and then go and play, yeah. SFA right, in right, New, right, New Mexico. Fine, fine. If they, oh. if they do that, if they do that, this will be one of the more unexpected runs in the season I can remember because like we were like there's no way like same State was god awful in con- right. non-conference play like they just they weren't good and then all of a sudden they win like a good conference and make the tournament right <laughs> I'll start writing the book right now I'll start all, it. Right. <laughs> all right hated or love it ish Taze Moore is the most underrated player in the state
0: ooh I love the discussion I don't know if I agree with it but I,
1: li- I like a Taze Moore shout-out.
0: Um,
1: I, I, I love it. I, I, you love it? He's, he's, I, every time I watch Houston. And we didn't even talk about Houston. Oh, the, We yeah, didn't even talk a... about Houston. Here's Jeez. our Houston <laughs> segment. Here's our Houston yeah. segment. yeah. we talked about it the last on. podcast, so I forgot. Here's our Houston segment. Houston, um, you're, you're about to
0: rip Houston after trying to give Taze Moore a, <laughs> a compliment.
1: <laughs> give, give Taze Moore. Turn off the music. Cut the music. Houston. <laughs> You can't lose to Memphis at home, 69-59. Yeah. to 59. I – this is – that was, was ba- that was bad. bad, bad
0: that point. was bad. Like, I was watching that, and so the, the thing for me is, like, every concern we had about Houston came roaring back, right? right. Like, it was like, oh, they All need a life. guy just to, like, that can get them a bucket. And it was like, oh, they don't need any AAC, though. I was like, that, that's two games now where they could have used a guy who could have given them a bucket. Yeah. Um the more concerning thing was their defense was pretty bad. They like I think Memphis it felt like every three came off like a drive and kick where they just got into the lane, collapsed the defense, and just kicked it out. And it's just like, how are they getting in the lane that quickly or that easily? Um, and then points in the paint, they just got they just got wrecked. It was was bad. The defense was bad. That was my that was the biggest concern for
1: me. They were up 53 to 48 with five minutes left in the game. Yeah. And then Oh, that three, yes. Oh, my God,
0: I forgot. Cheney, yeah.
1: Yeah, Cheney so fouled bad. him on a three-point shot um, late in the game. I think, I think that was with, like, a minute 30 left. That Addison was what iced it. Up, and that iced the game pretty much from there. And it was just like, all right. So, yeah, 19 turnover for Houston. This is, like you said, this was, like, everything we were worried about All in one game, and that was very disappointing to see from Houston. A couple a couple weeks ago,
0: or like just like a week ago, we were like, Yeah, they're gonna roll the AAC probably, and they just they lose back to
1: I can't believe they lost to Memphis. I cannot believe This Memphis team is not good. No, like it's not like Jalen Duran did win off or something. They like it's funny because like since
0: I think since we went off on Memphis, they've won like five in a row. I know without Imani Bates. (laughs) Like
1: Penny Hardaway, he knew it.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah apparently he's still quote-unquote injured so great coach. great coach he might need to be
1: all right injured um for them to- so love Taze moore hate houston right now <laughs> <laughs> the entire city of houston right now sorry right. um mm, mm, mm. but yeah go so, again all right you go next
0: oh, okay me again okay <sighs> so we talked about conference usa in the women. uh <sighs> One, hater love it. One of these teams makes the semis in the tournament. One of our four? One of our four makes the semis in the tournament.
1: Man, it's going to be... Okay, UTSA is not making it. Rice is not making it. Not. UTEP or North Texas. Like, North Texas both have the talent. Like, that's the frustrating part. Every time I watch them, am like, these teams are too talented to, like, just suck. Mm-hmm. And... They just haven't been good. But do I bet against and the thing is Conference Tuesday as a whole is not a good women's basketball conference right now.
0: What's the format again? Let me see. The the it's, first gets a uh bite. It's a bite of the quarters as well for the first yes.
1: two. Okay. Yeah. Um number one, number one and two in the east and west get to the quarters. Is that right? Okay. So yes. let's see. The standings right now. Have that. A little bit. They're not gonna get a bye. So no, they're no, gonna have to not, win, no, they're oh, gonna God. have to win four games. Yes. Well, two to get to the semis. In this let's
0: see one, two, three, four, five. So fourth and fifth, North Texas and UTEP right now in the West. Yeah. So they're to have that, that could change because LaTeX only six and six and UAB seven uh, six and five. So that could change. But let's see. So, let's assume four and five right
1: now. I'm hating it. You're hating it. Damn, I have so much hate right now. Hating. I, I'm hating it. Nah, I'm I can't I want to back the, I want to back North Texas and UTEP. I can't right now. They haven't shown me any. Yeah,
0: that'd give them a second round, but that's like, it.
1: Like, the East isn't bad in Conference USA, and they're going to have to go against an East team. Like, if they come in fourth, let's say they're going to go up against the fifth seed in the East, and that is Marshall right now. And I believe Marshall just beat UTEP. Yeah. If I have that correct or whatever.
0: Um, I mean, the East is stomping right now.
1: Like, the East is better. Yeah, yeah the East is flat better. out better.
0: So – so they 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 probably they'd either face
1: 9 and 3 Middle Tennessee or 7 and 6 Marshall in, right. yeah in the next round <laughs> yeah. in the quarters and they're not beating either one of them. So no. I'm 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 hating. Hayden. Hating. Hayden hating. Hating Um all right here's my Oh, do you, Hate or love. Your own topic. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it too. <laughs> all right. I hate it. I gotta make sure I gotta make sure. All right, hated to love it. Mike Mike Miles is back to being an elite guard. Ooh. I don't know if he was i was about to say is he well last year he was all he's a very good guard last year he was all freshman this year we were like oh he could like potentially like be like really really good and at the beginning of the year he was disappointing and now i think he's really really good again Mm -hmm. i'm loving it give me some love on you're loving it i think mike miles (laughs) is back i love it i think he's just watching him against tech he looked so much more in control and i watched him against lsu too so lsu and tech are two of the top three defenses in the country and he looked really in control like he looked really really good so i'm I'm buying it mike miles love it i'll love it too love it yes i'll love it too mike miles yeah give some
0: shout out out to him because they should uh they should try and do a Kendrick Davis with him next year. I don't know if he can. He probably can't. Oh uh, yeah, just surround him with a bunch of talent. Just give him a bunch of talent. I mean, they—they're not gonna kind of have a choice. <laughs> like, no, they're they, definitely not. They, they might have it. a new guy making. They might have a new guy making some calls too. I was gonna see. say,
1: like, come on now. Let's All right, see. go
0: ahead. I mean, I don't, They're sixteen and six. They're probably not gonna let him go. Um, let's see. Uh, man. Love it or hate it. Hate it or love it. Hate it or lo- whatever. All right. It's, it's <laughs> hate a it. song. I know it's the song. Uh, I'm trying to put the optimism first for Valentine's Day. Okay. All right. Sticking with the song. Hate it or love it. A&M's just are done. It's, it's over. The men or the women? The, both. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with the women,
1: but I forgot that the anims, <laughs> both anims are done. Both A&M's are done. They're so done, just incredibly done. Like, there's not – and I don't know – I
0: hate the fact that they're done. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, I,
1: I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're done. I mean, the women had won a couple games. They played LSU, and this actually was my hater of it, but I have one more of this, so we'll substitute it. Okay. Um, I watched the women play LSU. And, mm-hmm. again, when you're watching A&M, it's like they have all these, like, so- good players – Yes. Like Nixon, Hoppy, like all these players. And they just have no control of the game as far as like as a team. Like LSU would dominate them. Even though AM and was, was winning at halftime, LSU was clearly in control. Mulkey said after the game, like, it felt like we were in control. And they did. They came back and won the game with ease. I Women's basketball – women's basketball is done – I'm not gonna disrespect Gary Blair. Shout out Gary Blair. You know, do Mm -hmm. your thing over there. But they're they're done. The men are certainly done. Like I'm no, like they've they've tanked in Ken Palmer. Let's see where they're at right now. Um, Texas A&M in the SEC is 73rd now. So, yeah, they're, they're they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row now. Now four eight in conference and um, yeah, they're done. I hate it. I hate them. I hate, I hate that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how you phrased it exactly. Hated to love it. I A&M just I
0: just said, I just said, uh, hated or love it. A&M's done.
1: And oh, I love that. I, I love the sentiment that you just said. Yes, they're done. Yes. Yes. They, they are know. done.
0: But I hate the
1: fact that they're done. Yes. All right. Here um, we go. My last yeah, one. Go ahead. Hated or love it. I was. This is. This might be a crazy thing to say. Hater love it. Only one men's coach will be fired this year out of our twenty four teams.
0: Ooh.
1: So, I can think of one easy one. You just want to hand out one. Hence, Steve Henson's gone. UTSA yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's heading into the final year of his contract. There's, I think There's yeah, no there's way. No there's, there's no way. Um. And I was looking through it. I was than, like, than, what are the two teams- and one? Like, Dixon might be the only one that I look at and I'm like, maybe. But, again, they might still finish with 20 wins, though. Nobody else is – I mean, Scott Para Rice. No. I feel like Rice is comfortable right now. I just feel like Rice I was is- about to say, Rice is they're, – they're, They
0: they're
1: have an identity.
0: They're competitive. Like, they're not – the program's not tanking. Like, I feel like it's – I don't know.
1: Uh, then know I went to the smaller schools. And I'm like, am like a and Corpus Christi, no – lamar like, no lamar no they just got it. rgv no um uh, yeah. tarleton i don't think and then you got uiw who i don't know anything about um so because they haven't changed fired
0: is different i don't think i don't think more than one gets fired or let go but loses a coach
1: loses oh, okay yeah loses is very different that's, that's different very, that's very, very different because so don't so, look at me like that. so only one <laughs> Don't you dare look at, look at looking I'm at my at shirt, Texas shirt right now,
0: looking at your shirt right now. Uh no, no, no. So so long story short, I l- more than one coach hate it. More than one coach gets fired, hate it. Okay. So I I really I I don't see it. A lot of teams are either in transition or just made a transition. Um TCU's up in the air, but I just I just don't see them making a move. TCU and See T- I could yeah, I guess, but I could see TCU if they get to 20, they're 16 and 6. Like it's just like as lackluster as they love it's load. the big
1: 12 it's I the know. big 12 how long are they going to be the the kicking like what's the, what's the phrase how long are they going to be like the, the trash of the I big 12 how long are they going to do this are they going to actually I, try to be good at some point i know they need to aren't they building a new arena tcu something arena, like that
0: something or did they
1: just revamp it they i think they just re remodel I, I think i'm so. just i'm just saying at some point if tcu is going to be in the big 12 us sp- but the new big 12 yeah. moving forward like, yeah, that's true. It's not like Texas and Oklahoma like, like, you're adding good basketball teams here, BYU, Cincinnati, uh, Houston. I just don't think – to me, it
0: would have to be, like, a mutual party in the ways kind of thing. Like, it wouldn't be – because I don't think – because like, I'm looking at the six, 16 – that counts, okay. Uh, Ken Pump still has them in 1911, and I'm just like uh, – What are they going to do? They're going to go win the NIT again? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> like, like They could
1: um hang a banner
0: hang a banner i wouldn't be shocked if they decide to part ways but i just don't think tcu could be like i mean i I wouldn't be against it right if they have if they have higher aspirations i don't blame them but i'm just i just don't see it happening after this year to me when i was when i said jamie dixon was on the line last last year they were 12 and 14 right It, it was that was like to me had to be the like they were going let me see they were 16 and 16
1: 12 and 14 and they're sixteen and six no, now. He's gone. I more than one will be fired. Henson, and then one other ones you can fill it in. Watch you. If even if UIW gets it fired, I don't know who that UIW coach is. I might have just thrown him under the bus. But
0: I was about to say, man, what did what did uh what San, San Antonio ago, what
1: did, uh, Cunningham uh, Carson Cunningham? What did they do? What do he do to you? No, nothing, nothing. He's great. Thank you for coaching in my in my city down there. <laughs> uh, doing great things. I'm sure you're a great yeah. guy. But yeah. I'm going to I'm going to hate it. No, I'm going to more than one coach will be I'm going to love it. You're going to okay. love that. <laughs> I love that. You're so that. losing your own game here. That's my game. So there you go. That's that's Our all I bonus, got. Bonus
0: uh more than 2 coaches are at different jobs.
1: More than 2, okay.
0: So I like, well, uh, if I already uh,
1: said if I already said more than one's going to be fired, that puts it at 2. And then in theory More than 2. In theory, let's see who who could move on here. You know, Tim Jankovic you... is having a great year. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, uh-huh. yeah, no. Buzz Williams, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh,
0: Keep uh, scrolling up. Be, Keep scrolling another... up.
1: There. Yeah, there's, there's Donnie some... Jones comes back. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Keep scrolling up to that top 50, buddy. Uh, uh, you know, I just I don't see anybody <laughs> over here. I, I think we can end this episode, honestly. No, there's, no, no,
0: no. I think it's uh... done
1: now i will say
0: the one thing in favor of Grant mccaslin staying another year unless tcu opens up i don't see the job right now oklahoma passed on him um i don't think oklahoma state's gonna lose boynton
1: can i be real um, for a second good yeah no he i think he's gone you think he's gone I'm i mean he's this is not time No, no, don't get me wrong. I haven't talked to him. I'm just saying, like,
0: I, I, I agree. The if I'm in the North Texas fan, the optimistic thing is there's no obvious job right now, right? Like, because like last year was like, okay, Oklahoma's up. If Oklahoma offers, he's leaving. Um, there was that Scott Drew rumor for Indiana. Baylor was like an obvious. So like, I think he will leave because I think somebody will take a chance on him, but. I don't think there's an obvious opening to be like, crap, we, sh- we're going to lose them to blank, you know? I mean,
1: I, regionally, you're right. Yes. But, like, like the, I, I'm just – like, if you just throw a random school out there like that, it's like, middling in their conference or bottom of their conference. Sure, sure, um, yeah. Like a – not even Ole Miss, but, like, an Ole Miss-level team, let's say. Yeah. Why, if you're Ole Miss, would you not be looking at grand Castle? Like – They're definitely not above that. Like, there's a ton of teams. If you look at them, just go through where you're just like, oh, this team's underperforming. This team, if you go through the entire like ACC, like Mm -hmm. that half the conference should be have coaches on the hot seat at this point. Like, they've been underperforming. Like, and then if you look at the ACC too, like, I'm not saying the ACC, like that, that's regionally, geographically, that's far. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the ACC, like who's good in the conference, Wake Forest is 10 and five of the conference and they just hired their new coach two years ago, yeah. like from, from East Tennessee state. Like it's not like these are programs that are like, Oh, we have Rick Patino here. We can't get rid of him. Or we have sure Bayheim here who, I mean, we can't get rid of They're Outside of like Syracuse, like I said, I mean, Clemson, Georgia. I'll say, state. I was, I was about to say, so like, so Georgia tech, I think is an interesting one.
0: I went kind of immediately region like as far as like relation relating him to jobs I do think there are some that are that are not that are that are farther but not not out of the realm like it's not like right like it's not like he he will get a call from like the east coast right like 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 you mentioned Syracuse right that that type of that regional job isn't going to call it but the jobs I do think are worrying I mean is it finally the year that Kansas State gets rid of Bruce Weber? Right? Yeah. Um I mean Quanzo Martin's been on the hovering on the hot seat for a while it seems. Um NC State, right? That's not like
1: completely out of the out of the the footprint. And so I don't I don't even yeah. know, I, don't, I don't even know who the coach of Missouri is right now. Quanzo Martin. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah. So, but, but, like, there was those literally a rumor that they fired him midseason. It was, it, it was fake. But, like, yeah. it was literally like everybody was like, "Oh, that's shocking," but I'm fine with it. And then it turns out he wasn't fired. But, like, that just shows you like the status of that job. Um, yeah, I, I could, I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I, I also a... feel like that 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 AAC move has to be like they have to be sweating that AAC move. It's like if we could hold on for that conference paycheck, <laughs> just right. give them something to just him I mean, something
1: yeah it's a it's a two it's a double-edged sword because like if if they make the tournament again yeah like he'll he knows they can have success at that level and he knows that there is a path in basketball kind of unlike football there's a path to where you can build up a mid-major with just one coach yeah. to like like we see what murray state's kind of doing like they're sustaining mm-hmm. it and i don't know if their coach is the same but like byu like going on the list.
0: I mean, which you know, oh. Wichita State when they did with Greg Marshall for a long yeah, time. Yeah,
1: Wichita State. I mean, there's there's an avenue to where you continue to be a top 50 team at North mm-hmm. Texas, sure. Because just because of Grant McCaslin, right? But you know, at the same time, Kansas State, which feels weird that we mentioned Kansas State because that was the whole Seth Luttrell thing.
0: Oh, that like, is yeah, that is interesting.
1: So let's just never bring up Kansas State again. Actually, <laughs> I I, right. I hate that done with that but anyway, but no like it, it is like you know we'll probably have like
0: a you know towards the end of the season we'll have like a probably a more serious conversation about that because like it's a possible like this season it might be a possibility for a lot of teams like you know you mentioned grant mccaslin i don't think uh it might he might be a year away from it but if texas state wins the uh, sunbelt again like tj you know i don't know again i might i think it might be a year out from getting those serious looks but it's a conversation
1: um yeah, so I don't know. It'll it's just a, just something to keep an eye on. So weird. It feels like there's so many like young coaches in the country right now that mm-hmm. are like kind of comfortable. Like I was just looking through it. I'm like, Oklahoma State is not anywhere close to. I don't think coming open. Um, right. I was about to say I'd be
0: surprised if they moved on from Boynton. Yeah, like I feel um, like there was Kansas so much- State's the Kansas State's the
1: only one in the Big Twelve
0: right now that I feel like, just because like Bruce Weber's been like it seems like, he stayed just because they've like. I don't say lucked into wins, but it's just like, eh, we don't really want to fire him because we don't want
1: to risk finding something worse. Yeah. I mean, or, hey, North, North Carolina should have hired Graham McCaslin if you're asking me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Hubert Davis. <laughs> right. Graham McCaslin's I mean. a better coach. <laughs> I'll throw it out there now. But anyways, uh, I, that's, that's all I got. Uh, and I think that's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed uh, the episode uh, from top to bottom. Uh it is going to be another interesting week moving forward as we move closer to conference tournament time man there's like five or six games left in every every um conference at this point so march 5th is pretty mm-hmm. much the last day for games that saturday and then everyone starts getting ready for the tournament which most of them start like march 8th march 7th 8th 9th somewhere around there so we are less than a month away from conference tournament time which is going to be absolute chaos because you know if we thought we watched a lot of games before on, like, that Thursday night, where it's just like, oh, we got to watch SMU, we got to <laughs> watch um uh, North Texas, and we got to watch right. the WAC, and we got to watch all these games at once. I don't know how we're going to do it. Might have to like divvy them up, be like, ish, you got, maybe, honestly, <laughs> you got Sunbelt and American. I'll take Conference USA. Yeah. And we split WAC. Hmm. Boom. There you go. Came up with on the spot. There you so, go. Yeah. <laughs> We thank y'all for joining us. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, follow us on Twitter at DCP Basketball. Uh, follow Ish on Twitter at Ishmael R. Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at Bruni underscore. Um, hope you all have a great Valentine's Day and hope you enjoyed this podcast.